Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. Hello, hello. Welcome to the Healthy Behemoth Podcast. My name is Callie. I'm your podcast host. And I am just truly so excited and grateful and thankful and joyful that you are here today listening to today's episode. I hope that you're having a beautiful day so far, no matter where you are in your journey, in your life, just I hope that you're feeling good. If not, no worries. This episode is going to help you feel good. And I always like to start off things. If you're new to the show, you probably have never done this before, but if not, you know what's coming. We always start off things with a self-check-in. Why? Because I don't know about you, but I find myself just sometimes floating through the day on autopilot. I am very much in my head sometimes and it takes a moment of just stopping and halting what I'm doing and just reflecting on how my inner self is feeling to just change the entire direction of the day. So let's do that. Okay, cool. Wherever you are, if you're on your hot girl walk, if you're driving a car, if you're at work, school, wherever. I want you to just take a big inhale through your nose and imagine your breath is like golden light, filling up your lungs with this warm, radiant light, holding this at the top, almost like sunshine. Just let it flow through your body. And on your exhale, imagine this light just pushing out any darkness out of your body, just pushing it out of your feet, releasing it, letting it go. And now I want you to ask yourself, how am I feeling right now? Answering with zero judgment, just listening to how you're feeling. Now ask yourself, why do I feel this way? Maybe something has happened today. Maybe nothing's happened. Just starting to become present with the emotions and feels that are flowing through your body. And now I want you to ask yourself, what is one thing that I can do to feel better? You know yourself the best and maybe it's as small as just listening to this entire episode or drinking some water, whatever it is, tell yourself right now, I am holding myself accountable to taking the first step. Cool. Now, on a lighter note, ask yourself, have I drank water in the past 30 minutes? You know the drill, my queen. Grab your nice glass of water. I have my massive water bottle with me, and we're going to chug on three, two, one, chug. All right. Feeling refreshed. Okay. (laughs) Now ask yourself, have I stood up in the past 60 minutes? This one's super important. If you haven't stood up in the past 60 minutes, stand up right now. Shake out those legs, shake out the arms, roll out the neck. 
let the body just get some movement going. And speaking of movement, ask yourself, am I moving in my body in some type of way today that feels good? Maybe you are moving by stretching. Maybe you're moving by walking, by doing Pilates, by going to the gym, whatever it is, pick a movement that you want to do today and hold yourself accountable. And let me tell you, if you're taking a rest day, take that rest day. You deserve it. All right. Final question today is, it's more of a reflection of a question since we're nearing the end of 2022. And I want you to ask yourself, what is something that I want to do before the year ends? Maybe it's as small as I want to make a vision board or I want to buy a plant or I want to text that friend something. For me, I really want to surf. I don't know if that's going to happen though because I'm going out of town and I'm dying to surf. So we'll see. It's December 13th as I'm recording this. So fingers crossed I can surf before January 1st happens. All right, let's do this thing, my queen. I hope you're feeling more present with yourself right now. Little update of life for you. I feel like I'm extremely out of breath right now. I feel like I've been very more aware of this lately. When I record my podcast, I think I get so excited that I talk like faster than usual. I also, you're going to laugh because I don't even talk that fast on the podcast, but I talk so slow in just real life. So I feel like when I'm on the podcast, I'm like talking, 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 and I'm like, (gasps) (laughs) it's like cardio for me. But anyways, random observation. Okay. Updates. Last time we chatted, I just moved into a new house and it's been officially one week since I moved into this house in Florida. I'm literally obsessed. I feel like so much more myself in just one week. It's actually insane. I have built this consistent morning routine that I am obsessed with. Let me tell you what it is. I wake up at 6 a.m. I know, so freaking early. I was used to waking up at like 9 to 10 a.m. And then I just felt myself feeling so stressed because I woke up just feeling like the whole world had already started and I was already behind. And then I just felt like I wasn't present in my morning routine. So I'm like, you know what? I love my mornings. I love my peace. So let's wake up earlier. So I woke up at 6 a.m. I've been waking up at 6 for the past week. And first thing I do is obviously I get out of bed. I brush my teeth. I stare at myself in the mirror and my hair is like a wild disaster of a mess. So I brush my hair. Then I go to the restroom. Then I wash my face, put on deodorant put on a workout fit. Okay. Here's a little hack for you. It's such a simple hack. If you have been struggling with fitness motivation, if you put on a workout outfit at the very beginning of your day, before you start your morning routine, it automatically pushes you closer to doing a workout. Because if you put on like a comfy lounge outfit, like we all love our lounge outfits and you are doing your morning routine and you work out in the mornings and you're like, okay, it's time for my workout ugh, I'm in this comfy outfit. I don't want to change. I'll just do it later. Later never rolls around and then you end up not doing it. So that's one little hack I found is put on a cute fit in the morning right away and then it'll make me feel a thousand times more motivated to do my workout. Next up in my routine, I will go into the into the kitchen and I'll drink a cup of coffee. We just bought a coffee machine to make us some just simple black coffee in the morning, nothing crazy. And then I'll take my coffee and here's where we get spicy. We either go two routes. Route number one, depending on how much energy I have, is I'll do my workout first. I've been doing the holiday hustle 
Pilates challenge at my studio, Sweaty Studio. I'll link it in the show notes below. You can still join, still time. It's super fun. Finishing off the year the Pilates way. So I'm doing that. And then, or I'll do my devotional slash read the Bible. It kind of goes either way. I'm like, which one do I feel like doing first? So today I did my workout first and then I did a hot girl walk around my neighborhood with my dog for like 30 minutes. And then I got back and I picked up my Bible and I prayed and spent time with the Lord, like the most important part ever of the day. Something I have like doing with the workout before my quiet time is I feel like the workout gets any just thoughts that are racing through my head just out of my system and I feel a lot more present from the movement and then I have time with the Lord and I'm like chilling. I'm, I'm very present and very focused and after that then I'll make breakfast and then I will get the day started. So I know sometimes it's funny because I know for a fact that like I should eat breakfast when I wake up, but for some reason waking up at 6 a.m. I'm just not even hungry yet. So I've been finding that after my like movement has been done, then I start to get hungry and then I eat. But once again, like do a morning routine that works for you. This routine is just a little idea of some things that have been making me feel really good lately. So Anyways, I hope that helps inspire you if you're like, what do I even do in my morning to feel good? I've been finding that movement first thing in the morning is key. Hydrating myself with water and spending time with God is also really key. Oh, and eating food, obviously. Okay, so that's the morning routine. Let's get into, I'm trying to think if there's any more updates. Oh, I've made some friends. That's been exciting. I've reached out to some people on social media and some of you guys actually reached out to me which has been so cool so I'm like hi I'll hang out with you so I've made a couple friends and I'm really excited because I'm hanging out with a new person tomorrow and yeah I'm just I'm just vibing I'm putting myself out there I'm making myself be social even though it feels like mega uncomfortable and it feels weird to be like the first person to initiate things. And I'm honestly, it's it's cool. It's like really good to get out of the comfort zone. All right, let's get into today's episode. So I honestly had no idea what to even talk about. Like there's so many different things I could talk about. And I feel like December 13th, I guess this episode releases on December 14th. But I don't know. I feel like you guys are just we're all just in this like weird like pre-holiday frenzy is what I like to describe it as. For me, I bought no one Christmas presents yet. I didn't realize that Christmas was in what, two weeks? I'm like gonna look at my calendar right now. Literally in, oh, you know what? This is, this is cute. Christmas is in less than two weeks and I have bought no one Christmas presents. Wow, that was very unintentional. Okay, cool. So now we know what I'm doing after I record this episode. But actually, though, I feel like Christmas always sneaks up on me. And I'm so sad because I love Christmas so much. And I feel like for some reason, I just like lose track of time. And it's all of a sudden here. And I'm like, wait, I haven't gone to enjoy Christmas music to the fullest what is happening so anyways I don't know I feel like the season of life is interesting for a lot of people and I just kind of wanted to do an episode today about a couple things that you guys have mentioned that you're struggling with every Monday I ask you on my Instagram if you want to follow me it's I'm sweaty and I know it I do a self check-in on my stories and you guys I always ask you what you're struggling with and so this week a lot of you guys were talking about body image was a struggle and also some procrastination and some anxiety as well. 
So I wanted to first get into some of the body image stuff. I recorded an episode a couple weeks ago about this. I think it was before Thanksgiving. And I feel like it's always a good reminder to just chat about how to improve our body image and see ourselves in a beautiful light. Because first of all, let's just chat. There are so many people on this world, like so many people. And the fact that there's not a single person who is the exact same no one is the exact same. Every single person on this planet Earth is a masterpiece, a unique painting. And it's so cool to see everybody like that. So start to look at yourself like that. Do you compare two different pieces of art together? No, there's no way to compare two different pieces of art together because every single painting is so different and special in its own way. I have a verse to read you guys. And it is really powerful and I love it whenever I'm feeling kind of down about my bod. And it's in Psalms 139 verses 13. For you created my inmost being, you knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place. When I was woven together in the depths of the earth, your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book because before one of them came to be. How precious to me are your thoughts, God. How vast is the sum of them. Were I to count them, they would outnumber the grains of sand. When I awake, I am still with you. Can we just like soak that in for a second? I always love reading that verse when I'm feeling low confidence because literally God, the ultimate power, the ultimate source, knows every single one of us, saw us before we were even alive. Like when you look at it like that, I hope you see truly how special and beautiful you are. And if you're really struggling with body image, an idea for you is to literally like write that verse out on paper or print it out and hang it on your mirror. So whenever you're feeling low confidence or whatever, as you look at yourself in the mirror, you see that verse instead and you're like, no, I'm literally like beautifully made and I'm so special. So that's just a little idea for you. And something else that's really helpful is affirmations throughout the day. I always find that adding affirmations in the moments of the day when you start to feel the worst confidence is when you should add them. So an example is I used to really struggle with having low confidence when I would do my workouts. I would stare at my body like the rolls on my stomach as I would do a crunch and I would feel really bad about myself. And I would be like, ugh, why do I not look like other people who do crunches and doesn't look like this? Like, what is wrong with me? I don't get it. And I'd bash myself for it and make my workout miserable. So that's why I started telling myself affirmations during my workouts. Instead of crunching and beating myself up, I'll crunch. I'll be like, damn girl, look how strong your abs are. Look at you lift your shoulder blades off the mat. Look at you go. It's like, yeah, maybe it feels weird in the moment, but I seriously, the more I do it, the more I'm like, this is awesome because my workouts are no longer about my body to say, like trying to change how I'm looking. It's more about my strength and showing up for myself and doing it to feel my best and 
yeah, obviously working out, it's amazing like to see physical results and it's really cool to see your body change in a beautiful way as it's getting stronger and it's becoming just a really just healthy version of you. But also it's not just about changing your body. It's so much about like showing up for yourself and giving yourself the time to move your body and make yourself feel good inside and out. Like movement is just so beautiful. And I always think of movement like therapy because whenever I'm feeling really emotional or I'm in a bad mood, if I work out, I always feel so much better afterwards. So that's why I made Sweaty Studio. It's my app and website and I have workouts and every single workout on that app has affirmations included. I lead you through the workout. I do the workout with you and I die with you and I feel happy with you. And a lot of the workouts I record and I'm feeling the emotion. So an example would be like Pilates for anxiety or Pilates for unmotivated days. I film those workouts when I'm feeling that way and I'm right there with you. So I'll have the link in the bio to join that below. Definitely check it out. It's, I, I, I love it. I mean, I do my own workouts. So I think they're really helpful, especially when you're feeling down with the affirmation, such a vibe. Anyways, I also find with body image stuff, it's like just like kind of pinpointing. It's like what is triggering me figuring out like why I'm feeling so low confidence in the first place because everything it's end of the day, it's not about your appearance. It's not about how you look. There's something going on inside of you that hasn't been addressed and it's an insecurity. It's a deep rooted trauma. There's something inside of you. So get deep, figure out what triggered you and then ask yourself, why did this trigger me? And then get deep with yourself, figure out maybe something happened in your childhood. For example, I had, I was playing four squares when I was like, I think I was in third grade and I missed the ball and this kid called me a stupid idiot. So that comment left, like lingered with me literally to this day. A lot of mean comments that kids would tell me when I was little. I had a boy tell me I was, I looked like a cow when I was in fourth grade. Still stuck to me. And I have to say like those comments, if we now look back, I'm like, oh my gosh, he was literally a third grader. Like, what do I expect? In the moment though, it hurt and it scarred and scar tissue takes time to heal. And it's really important to make sure that we process and work through all of those feels and things that we have held inside of us for so many years. So I hope that like little body image chat helped. I want to get into some anxiety chats too, just because I feel like we have a lot of little topics to talk about since it's obviously such an interesting time of the year, the best time of the year, the end of the year when we're finishing things up. (laughs) But anxiety is, wow. Where do you even start with anxiety? I will share a story. It happened this week, actually. I posted this video on Instagram it was a reel where I recorded, I wrote like a little poem and I recorded the audio and put a video over it. And it was like, what if you did this? What if you did that? Like trying to like inspire people and motivate them to show up for themselves. And I had a girl comment on it and she was like, I hate these type of posts. Like these posts are so frustrating for people who struggle with anxiety and depression and feel like they want to like be better and they want to do better for themselves, but they just can't. And that comment really stuck with me because I have struggled with anxiety and depression for my entire, not my entire life, but most of my life. I mean, I remember in first grade, like when I would wait for the bus for school, I would just feel so much anxiety and I didn't even know what anxiety was. And now looking back, I know this was anxiety. 
I would be so nervous. My stomach would be a knot and I would get like a really upset stomach and have to go back home. And I just felt like that every single day. And my mom had to eventually bribe me to get on the bus with stuffed animals because I was so nervous to go to school. And that was the only thing that would calm me down was having a stuffed animal in my arms, which is like really sad that I felt like that. But that's a whole other story. School was never my thing. And I definitely had a lot of attachment to my mom. Shout out my mom. She listens to my episodes and I love her so much. But yeah, so I have struggled with anxiety for a lot of my life. I also competitively figure skated a lot and I'd find myself having so much anxiety before competing that I would psych myself out and I wasn't able to perform to my fullest. And I'd end up it's called popping a jump when you go for it and then you don't rotate in the air you like freeze up I would pop so many jumps in competition because my nerves and my anxiety would just take over my entire body so anyways it's been really frustrating and it's been something I've had to live with for so long so if you go through it with anxiety and you feel a lot of depression as well like I get it I get it last year I couldn't leave my apartment so many days because I just felt so sad all the time and so anxious and I could go on and on. You're like, I get it. (laughs) But you guys, I had the craziest thing happen. So you know I moved to Florida, right? Well, I've been going to this new church that is basically... Okay, so if you're not familiar with this, there's different types of churches. And I'm a Christian. And so the church that I go to, there's like... There's like... um, What's it called? Denominations where... You can go to like a Methodist church, Baptist church, all this different stuff. I do not go to those personally. I've kind of just grown up going to like non-denominational churches. But you guys, in New York City, I found this church. It's called Church of the City. If you live in New York City and you want to go to church, it's like the best church ever. I'm obsessed with it and I miss it so much. But it was very much Holy Spirit led. So the Holy Spirit isn't really spoken about a ton in church. Why? I cannot even tell you. It's so strange. But I think it's kind of a power thing, to be honest. We could talk about that for so long. We could go into it, but we're not going to go into that right now. Anyways, the church that I've been going to in Florida is extremely Holy Spirit led. And when I tell you the very first time I went to church there, I literally saw a miracle happen. This woman, basically they were praying for healing for people who were struggling to sleep. And I watched the pastor like put his hands on this woman's head and pray over her. And she collapsed in sleep. And I saw this kind of, I wasn't expecting this to like even see anything like this. And I literally was like, whoa, what? What did I just witness? So anyways, that happened. And then the next time I went was last weekend. And they were praying for people who were struggling with sicknesses, including mental and physical sicknesses. So I went up because I've just been struggling just so deeply with my anxiety and depression. And I'm just... It has just really held me back a ton from following my passion and just just showing love and serving the Lord every day. So I was like, I'm going to go up. You know what? I'm just going to do it. <laughs> and I went up. My heart was beating out of my chest. I felt like I was literally going to throw up like out of just so much just anxiety about this. And this woman grabs my hands. She starts to pray over me. And you guys, I wish that you could... I wish I could like describe this in just exactly how like the detail that I felt it. It was just crazy. Like I'll do my best to explain it. But basically I felt this thing, this like dark kind of energy force thing, like 
like leaving my body, like trying to like hold on to my body with all its might. But this, as like as this lady was praying over me, I just felt this thing slowly and slowly lose its grip until it finally released. And when it released, I just felt just like this white, just light. And I, I was just sobbing, like uncontrollably sobbing. And it was just the craziest thing. And then she was just like praying for joy for it to be like, for me to feel joyful and all this stuff. And I literally have not experienced a drip of anxiety since that happened. It is now Tuesday. I have lived with anxiety every single day and I have not felt it at all. And I've been like walking around trying to like test out to see if I feel anxiety. And I'm like opening my, I get anxiety literally opening my social media accounts and just going on DMs or like texting people back. I just get so much anxiety. So I would like, I was like opening my Instagram and I was like, oh my gosh, I don't feel anything. I feel so at peace right now. And it's been like the craziest thing ever. And yeah. So anyways, that was cool. I literally experienced a real life miracle happen and just so much more has happened since that miracle happened. And it's just, wow, I'll have to go into another time, but yeah. So anyways, God is real. I have no doubt about that. And that is insane. Like he literally healed my anxiety and yeah. So if you're struggling with anxiety, I, my like biggest tip in the entire world is to pray about it. Like I have no doubt in my mind that Jesus can heal your anxiety and depression or anything that you're going through physical or mental. Just pray about it. I've prayed so much about it and finally it was healed (laughs) for me and it was, it's just like the craziest feeling ever. And also too, like something else that really helped me a lot with anxiety and depression, like obviously like I'm, I'm not feeling it for the first time in so long, but like on those days and like when I was feeling really anxious and depressed, like something that really, really helped me a ton was still showing up for myself, even when it felt so hard. Like that Instagram comment that I was talking about, she was saying like, I want to so bad, but I just can't. And when you have anxiety and depression, it feels like you just can't. And I promise you, you can. It takes a ton more effort than normal, but you have to realize that doing the things for you that you know are going to make you feel better, you have the power to do them. And maybe it's as small as just getting yourself out of bed in the morning Maybe it's just doing that five-minute workout or it's texting a friend to go hang out. Like, you have to try. Don't give up because I know that you can do it. And also, speaking of texting your friends, something that I really regret not doing when I lived in New York and I, if you haven't listened to the podcast, let me just quickly fill you in. I was living in New York City and I had to leave New York because I was really struggling with mental health stuff and it became too much for me and I fled. So something that I do regret not doing is telling my friends what was going on. I've talked to now a couple friends in the past just few days about kind of what happened and they were all like, yeah, you just kind of like left. And honestly, I did. I didn't tell anyone I was leaving and I, I just picked up and left so fast and I didn't in the moment when I was struggling so much, I isolated myself. I didn't tell anyone what was going on. I pretended everything was okay. I tried to put a smile on my face and pretend that I felt good, 
but in reality I just didn't feel good and my friends they're like Callie if you had told us like we would have been there for you and I felt so alone and isolated in the whole situation of feeling just constant anxiety and depression and just knowing that my friends they would have been there I'm like wow I wish I had gone to my friends you know so if you're kind of in the thick of it and you're really struggling with something don't keep it to yourself tell somebody I promise if they're good friends, they will be there for you. No one likes no one likes to not be there for their friend. I mean, that's like something I really learned when I did my road trip like a couple weeks ago was that strong, amazing community is when we go through things together and we're always there for each other. Life is not about doing things by ourselves. I mean, think about humans from a long time ago. Like we, humans used to be tribes. Humans used to do life together. And I think our life now has become pretty isolated. And I think a lot of just individualism has become really glorified. And I think there is beauty in being an individual. I'm not saying to not be an individual. I think that's amazing. And I love being an individual, but as someone who from childhood has been like a do-it-myself kind of person, I think it's become pretty isolating for me. And something I've really been working on is reaching out to community more and just telling people what's going on and also being there for people too. It's like instead of running away from the discomfort and leaving people behind and pretending I have everything together, it's like that's just going to make the problem worse. Like our community is there for times of hardships for us. So I challenge you to reach out to one person and tell them what's going on. One person you're close to, maybe it's your mom, maybe it's your sister, maybe it's a friend at school or in college or work. Just talk to somebody, seriously, anybody. And also, if you don't feel like you have anyone to talk to, therapy is such an amazing thing to do if you feel very alone in it. I was in therapy last year. I think it was in the spring when I was really struggling with depression. I got a therapist and it was honestly so helpful. Like, yeah, I haven't done therapy in a couple months, but honestly, I would go back to therapy in a heartbeat because just having somebody to talk to who was unbiased and I knew would keep everything I was saying confidential was so just, it was so helpful. It's just always helpful to be able to like release things from your mouth and just tell people what's going on. Having a versatile, high quality piece of clothing feels great, but having a whole closet full of favorites feels even better. American Giant puts the quality, durability, and comfort they're famous for into everything you need for your spring days. From premium t-shirts and jeans to lightweight French terry joggers and their legendary best hoodie ever. Get 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's American-Giant.com, code STAPLE20. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And I think my last thing on anxiety is 
a lot of the times when I've experienced anxiety, it is creating a false reality for myself. I feel like I'm really removed from the present moment. I'm very much living in my head. And it's the moments when I can just kind of bring myself, reel myself back down to earth is when I'm able to fight that anxiety. So something that's really helpful for me and always been just, oh, this was such a just key thing that I discovered a couple of years ago was breath work. I want to lead you through a breath really fast that I actually learned it from, I don't know if you guys know the girl Lexi Hidalgo. She has a podcast called Moments. I love it so much. You definitely check it out. And she taught this breath on her podcast and I've used it and it's been like a game changer. I don't know the name of it, but I just call it like the ocean breath. So basically what you do is you close your mouth and you inhale, take a big inhale through your nose, filling up your lungs, lots of love and lots of goodness. And then at the top, I want you to keep your mouth shut. As you exhale through your nose, try to push your air against the back of your throat and make an ocean noise. Like it kind of sounds like a growl almost. I'll try to do it with you and demonstrate. Okay. (laughs) This is going to sound so weird. Are you ready for this? Okay. Let's do it together. So it's not weird. Okay. Close your lips. Let's inhale for four counts. And then exhale. Keep your mouth shut. And then repeat that as many times as you want. It genuinely, that breath has helped me so much with anxiety. So not to be like TMI. I mean, I feel like I just tell you guys anyway. So whatever. I have struggled a lot with having a really like, my stomach will randomly get really upset and like feel like I'm going to have like diarrhea sometimes. And I used to think I had IBS and I don't, but it still does it sometimes. I to this day I've not figured out why and hopefully I'll know soon but anyways it always happens at the worst times like an example is I was driving in my car and (laughs) oh my gosh this is so embarrassing I love that I'm telling you guys this I was on my road trip actually and I was with my boyfriend John poor John and we were driving I think we were going through like Arizona or something and there was like nowhere nowhere to pull off on the side of the road it was like there was no shoulder nothing no gas stations for like at least 10 minutes and you know when your stomach is about to be sick and it does that like churning thing and you feel it kind of crampy and then you get like that disc like that gut feeling you're like oh no it's gonna be bad so I got that feeling and I started getting so crazy anxious and I was like freaking out in the car and I was like oh my gosh Sean like we need to find a gas station I'm gonna like poop my pants so I'm freaking out okay I'm like literally like my anxiety is like getting worse and worse which is making the feeling of my stomach being sick like thousand times worse oh also for reference just to put it out there I have actually had a moment before where I pooped my pants yes yes we're putting it out there on the podcast it was in college and we'll get into that story later it's my most embarrassing moment to ever exist on this entire planet earth and you guys are the ones that are going to hear it. So I'll share that another time if there's a demand for the story. But anyways, I know for a fact that the odds of me potentially having to poop my pants, like it could happen, like it could actually happen. So I'm freaking out, right? I'm like, my boyfriend's in the car. Like I cannot have this happen in front of my boyfriend. Like 
I know he'd still love me, but like that's so embarrassing. So I'm freaking out. Okay. So anyways, I I tried this breath, the breath that I just taught you guys where you like exhale through the back of your throat. And I was doing it over and over again, like super loudly and obnoxiously in the car. And you guys, it literally fixed my stomach issue. Like my anxiety went away and I felt my stomach calm down. And then I went to a gas station and I was fine and life was good again. Everything was rainbows and sunshine. (laughs) But yeah, so that was really fun. So that breath definitely works and it's so fire for anxiety. It's such a key thing to do. So definitely try that breath out. And I'm trying to think, I talked a little, you guys wanted to know a little bit about, about like procrastination and stuff and I'll share a really hot take. I actually recorded an episode about, I think it, I'm looking at my episodes, balancing work and play, my top five productivity hacks. That's a really good episode for procrastination. I share some good techniques for how to get started. But I think the first thing to ever realize about procrastination is that when we procrastinate, we're making the thing, the the task way bigger in our head. So I've procrastinated doing laundry for the past like 48 hours. My laundry is dry. It's sitting in my dryer and I'm procrastinating folding it because I feel like it's going to take forever and I don't want to do it. I promise when I actually do the task, it's going to feel so much less work than I made it out to be in my mind. And it probably won't take as long as I thought it would. So I think it's just the realization that procrastinating and whatever that big task is in front of you it's not that big and something that helps me a lot is breaking down the big task into three different smaller steps picking one of those steps to start with and then picking the first step to do you can make a little timeline if it helps you to be visual but I always just start with step number one what's the first step in doing my laundry and as in folding the clothes it would be I'm going to go walk over to my laundry machine and put my clothes in my clothes basket that's step number one. So I challenge you if you're procrastinating to just pick the first step and to just do it. And I promise the rest is going to flow. Like actually, it always happens that way. I'm like, I'll just start with writing the first page of my paper. And then before I know it, the entire thing is done. That was how it always went when I was in college. And then I think I have one more little thing I wanted to quickly talk about that you guys keep asking me. And I'm like, just on top of my mind I feel like my brain's all over the place right now but it is kind of in relation to I recorded an episode a couple weeks ago about my relationship with my boyfriend and I had him on the podcast and you guys loved it and that made me so happy that you guys loved hearing about just relationship stuff because I feel like I don't really talk a ton about my private life I mean I do but like I don't really have like my boyfriend on the episode to say until I did recently But a question that you guys keep asking me is, how do you keep God in your relationship? And if you are wondering, like, let's just like start a little bit further back because I know a bunch of you guys listening are like very curious about starting your relationship with God. Maybe it's again, maybe it's for the first time. But I think curiosity is a pretty common theme for a lot of my listeners and I just want to say like the first thing that really helped me get back into my relationship with God and listen, like I grew up in a church family in Texas in the literal Bible belt (laughs) and I had just a really bad experience with the church. I just got a huge ick from it. I didn't really trust the church a lot and so I stopped going in college. It wasn't until last year when I 
I kind of went on a whole like spirituality journey two years ago. And when I went on that journey, I realized that I still really believed in God. And I still, like all of a sudden it became about my relationship with God and nothing else. It wasn't like I wasn't going to church. It was genuinely just me reconnecting with God. And when I say reconnecting with God, I'm talking about just like quiet time with God. I started reading Sadie Robertson's devotional, Live on Purpose. I can link it in the show notes below. And I just started really easing back into it. I started reading the Bible again and praying to God. And it was really cool. It was like a cool reconnection with God. One thing about God is that he always wants to have a relationship with you and he's always going to be there knocking at your door. And maybe it doesn't seem obvious, but he is always there. So that was the first step for me. And then I think the second step was finding a church that I actually really just trusted and I knew was scripturally accurate. I think a lot of churches out there, unfortunately, can be corrupt. A lot of mega churches in particular have a lot of pastors that are kind of in it for the wrong reasons. I'm not saying that all of them are, but I do know a few that have had things happen in the past that are questionable. And listen, I'm not here to judge anybody, but I do feel like for me, I want to really trust my pastor and I want to feel like the stuff that they're pouring in every Sunday is really scripturally accurate. And it's also one of those things too, where it's like, you have to realize that every single person on this planet earth is human and is not perfect. So take what people say with a grain of salt, use your own judgment, use scripture to decide if what they say is in line with God. That's basically how I'm living my life right now. And it's been really helpful. And then I think once I found a church I really liked, I started getting more plugged in. I started going to small community groups and meeting other people who are around my age and just kind of re-immersing myself into it. And I know it feels like a daunting thing and it feels like a lot to go hang out with random strangers, but I promise like the first thing first was literally for me just reading a devotional every morning and just slowly easing back into it, dipping my toes into the water and just starting with my relationship with God and nothing else. So to answer the question about how do I have God in my relationship, I think what's been really, really important is keeping God at the center of it all. I think a lot of times people can idolize the person they're dating and make their entire world about them, but that's just not healthy. And I've struggled a lot with codependency and I'm working on it every single day. It's hard to not become codependent on someone that you're best friends with and live with and spend most of your time with. But I'm realizing that I have to have God at the center of my relationship because end of the day, like God controls everything. And if we're not leaning on God, if we're not following what he's saying and guiding us to do, like our life is probably going to have some things happen, some big crumbling moments where we go the wrong way and maybe do something that doesn't lead to a great end result. And I'm also not going to sit there and tell you that getting back into your relationship with God is going to lead to rainbows and sunshine because there are still going to be hard days. In fact, there are so many challenges I've experienced in the past year that are so much more intense than I've ever experienced before. But what's been really cool is just seeing how God works through every single moment. And I truly believe that there is no wrong decision. I think every decision can be better or can be worse, but you can always learn from things and you can always you can always move move along. So I feel like I'm rambling, but my my answer to the question is keeping God at the center of the relationship. 
both John and I always have our own individual quiet times with God throughout the day. And I think that's been really key for us is we don't do it together. We go to church together on Sundays, but aside from that, like everything else, it's like our, like it's my relationship with God and then his relationship with God. And it's not like we both do everything together when we talk to God. So it's really important to have that relationship that it's individual to you and God and no one else. And I think that that's really important is having that foundation. And obviously we talk about God a lot and we share really cool moments of how God spoke to us or how like a cool miracle happened. And it's incredible to have someone so close to me to talk about that. And I think it's really important because because we're in it together, like we, I think my faith has grown a lot more because I'm dating someone who believes and has a relationship with the Lord as well, which has been really, really powerful. So I've never had a relationship before where the other person is a Christian. And I definitely think it's affected kind of how I've lived my journey. Like when I was in a relationship for four years, the person I was dating was agnostic. And as a result, I found myself never going to church and I kind of just turned my back on the Lord. I just didn't prioritize him. And I think I'm personally pretty influenced by like what other people in my life are doing on the day to day. And that's why I like to surround myself with people that inspire me. Cause if I spend all my time with someone who drinks all the time, the odds are that I'm going to end up drinking a lot more than I would if I just hung out with someone who barely drank at all. That's kind of like the example I'm using. So yeah, anyway, I think that's kind of how we've had God in our, rela- in our relationship and end of the day like he holds it together he brought us together for a reason and if you want to know more about our story you can listen to the episode where John's on the show and we'll get into kind of how like we met and stuff and how God brought us back together it's a really cool story and it's like a testimony in itself so anyways I love that you listen to this if you're still listening to the episode if you have any questions about anything we talked about today I'm an open book please reach out to me on dms at I'm sweaty and I know it I freaking love talking with you guys. It makes my day. So say hi. Just even if you want to just send a smiley face, anything. I love talking to you. So please, please reach out. I love to connect. And if you also love this episode, do me a quick favor and rate the podcast five stars. It helps me a ton. It helps us reach more people and inspire people and help change lives and spread more love into the world. So thank you so much for anyone who has left a review. It makes my day and Genuinely, it means so much to me for your support always. Okay, well, have the best day ever. I will see you next week. Keep shining, my gorgeous queen. I hope your body image, anxiety, and procrastination improve significantly from this episode. I'm here for you always. I am praying for you and sending lots of love your way. Have the best day and stay sweaty. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.